now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello, and welcome to Create Loud, the podcast for any creative field ever. <laughs> yeah, that's really broad. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's the point. Today, we've got a pretty dang awesome guest. Yeah, one of, this is one of my favorite interviews so far. Monica Moore-Smith, the woman with three names. She is an actress uh, here locally in Utah. Um, and she's actually kind of getting to be a familiar face. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, I so I'm, I've known her for a little bit, but every once in a while, I'll just be scrolling through my Facebook feed, and like the other day, I saw a uh, like an ad for a bowling alley, and it was just her face, and I was like, "Oh, hi, Monica." Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, I saw a music video that she was in. It was really good. Yeah, this is she's like everywhere, so it's it's pretty cool. She is everywhere. And now she's in a podcast, so literally everywhere. She's really making it. She's she has achieved the uh, the lofty fame of being on the Create Loud podcast. Yep. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she has achieved it. So wow! What, Congratulations, Monica. <laughs> what do you say we just start listening to the episode? <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Here is my interview with Monica Moore Smith. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for joining us today, Monica. It's good to have you. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. Definitely. And, you know, you just today, you were just mentioning what a crazy day on set you've had. Oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to tell you. It's been like going from set to set to audition to a photo shoot. It's just just been nonstop, which I love because I love my job. So I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's kind of the dream, right? Yeah. Being busy with something you love. Exactly. <laughs> that is a dream. How long have you known that you wanted to kind of do this busy, horrifying, terrifying life? Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> I did not know for a long time. This I feel like I feel like I meet so many actors where it's like since I was a little kid, since I was a baby, I was singing, I was acting, I wanted to be in the movies, and I was totally not that kid. Maybe I'm really? just weird and, you know, I was I was like the shy homeschooler who did karate and was a tomboy and didn't have any girlfriends because they all thought I was weird and I just hang out with (laughs) the guys and I didn't like brushing my hair and I was like touring and competing in karate. So I was like kind of hardcore and just this little feisty thing in my own world so i, I would have i was like a theater kid so i would have been scared of you <laughs> yeah exactly like the the theater kids the film kids would have not probably jived with me at the time <laughs> and so it i was probably the least expected person to get in this industry when i was younger wow. i feel like when i tell people that they don't really believe me but like that's very much who i was and my sister was the outgoing hammy loved to be in the spotlight kind of girl so you know it was like her from the beginning but she hmm. pulled me into it. I came over to the dark side. She brought me into musical theater pretty much. 
Um, what happened was they were doing a musical and they needed like extra farmers. It was in Oklahoma, you know, that good old <laughs> musical. And so I was like, yeah, I'll ring around the rosy on stage for like 10 minutes. And I did it and I ended up loving it. I love, love. And I just had the tiniest little part in the world, but it made me so happy. And so yeah, that's all it takes. I really does. It's like, it literally is this bug, this virus that you get. I didn't see it coming. So I got into musical theater in high school. And then from there, I got into film accidentally. Once again, <laughs> I just kind of got pulled into it. Um, some ca- casting directors saw me and had me audition for some film stuff. I started doing Mormon messages, even though I had no idea what I was doing. I was winging everything. <laughs> and just from there, I just, it started happening. And so I was like, I like this a lot. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> awesome. And acting is one of those weird things where it's like, um, everyone knows how to do it in a way because yeah. you know how to be a human being. Yeah. Like, everyone has a human experience. Everyone has their own story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's different than something like dancing or singing where it's, there's like all these years and hours of training and practice that goes into it and technique. And of course there's, there's a lot of that with acting as well. But the reason I think there are a lot of really just natural actors is because they can just be, they can just go, Hey, what is it? What do I look like when I'm sad? And then they just do that. Exactly. Like, and and that's what, that's why I did not become a professional ballet dancer, though. I took a lot of ballet. It was, it was not my career path because I just, I didn't have the feet. I didn't have the body for it, but acting is something that I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like anyone could do if they want to set their mind to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, we all have a place in the acting world, I think. Yeah. Were you ready for like the type of life that this has been for you so far? Um, you know, I don't think you can ever really prepare for it. Honestly, I think had I told myself I'd be in this position, I wouldn't have believed it. I never even thought film as an option at all as a kid that just seemed way beyond it. I don't know. You just, you see those people in movies, like that's way too I wasn't cool enough for that. I'm still not cool <laughs> enough for that. Like I feel I see all these people that I get to be on set with and like the cameras and like the clipboard, which I think is the coolest thing when they yell cut. I don't like it all fascinates me still. And so like, I don't know that there's a way to prepare for it other than I was really um, passionate and active in sports as a kid. So I think that passion and drive was something that did prepare me for this world, because I think it's something you have to be very driven about and you have to love it. And I think with sports, I was doing like every sport on the planet. And so that kind of gave me that discipline that I need now. I think. I bet that competition feels definitely helped as well, because I mean, there probably is not a more competitive field in the world. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I, I crazy enough. I feel like I was more competitive when I was in sports, I think now almost if you get caught up in the competitiveness of things, it it just becomes too crazy. And, um, I think really establishing a mindset of teamwork has become much more helpful to me than competitiveness. Actually, weirdly enough, it doesn't seem like it, but I think that I had to kind of have a mindset shift. Well, that's, I think that's true in any, just about any creative field. Um, because there's never going to be a time when 
some some guy that you were you did a thing for two years ago is going to be like, hey, my cousin is starting a media company and he needs something like there's always you'd never want to like burn bridges oh, or have no. bad relationships with anyone because you never know who is going to be the person that kind of launches you into the next step of your career. No kidding. I and this like for me has especially been true because most of what I do now isn't even stuff I've auditioned for. It's just been through people I've worked with or people that have heard things word of mouth. And so like, I, that is like something if anyone coming into this career needs to hear is that relationships are everything, you know, not just, not just from like a, be a good person standpoint, but if you wanted to be completely selfish in this industry, you should be nice to people regardless of what (laughs) your intention is. So there's always, always a good reason to be nice to people not just to be a good person but i mean it's it's really everything connections are everything yeah and we i mean rachel the other host and i have quite talked quite a bit about uh kind of the film industry specifically because we're both uh film composers Mm -hmm. but i feel like there is no there is no creative industry where that's not a thing because someone is always going to know a guy that is going to need someone eventually that looks like you or does the things you do or something like that. No kidding. Yeah. You know, just as well as me, it's, there was actually one, um, thing I did. We, I did a 24 hour film festival and I, I don't know if we're allowed to announce this yet, but I'm going to say it. We won, um, my group and it wasn't even, I was just a small part of it, but, um, the guy that I did it with, I had auditioned for like years ago. And then we reconnected and I started working with him. And he remembered from like years ago that that thing happened. Um, And just having that good connect, you know, things just follow you. It's crazy. I had a weird one, like a similar story to that. So there was a, I just scored a film, a little short film for the Red Giant Film Festival here locally. Oh, awesome. Um, And there was a, there was, but I didn't know. um, I I actually told you that kind of prematurely. That kind of ruined it. But (laughs) (laughs) basically what happened was... Yeah, no kidding. I was uh, kind of just following this this director who I thought had a really cool kind of post-apocalyptic sci-fi. That's like my favorite genre yeah. ever. And so I was like super interested in it. And I just was like following all their social media and keeping up with their posts. And I, I emailed him and I was like, this looks really cool. If you ever need a composer, let me know. And it just kind of, I didn't really hear from him forever. And then he was like, suddenly just emailed me out of nowhere and was like, hey, we're making a film for the Red Giant Film Festival. Do you want to do you want to write the music? Oh and I was kind of like, yes, I do, sir. That would be wonderful. <laughs> that's awesome. It's seriously, that's so cool. Congrats. Yeah. Well, networking is just one of those weird things that there's no good way to do it unless it's just like, I, I don't know how to even give advice for that because it's just so random. I, I think honestly, it's like, I think with some things, it's best to just throw yourself into the situation. I feel like that's the quickest way to learn in this case. I feel like Uh. everyone has their own way of networking because we're all so different. We all have our own Mm. personalities. So I feel like really the best way is practice. Practice makes perfect in this case. And I think even for me, I feel like I have to continually put myself in situations where I have to talk to people and network. Otherwise, you know, you have to keep oiling it. I feel like even for myself, I can kind of get lax on that. So I think it's something always Mm -hmm. to just be experiencing and pushing yourself into. 
And I think when with that, I think a lot of people, when they hear the word networking, they think of going, walking around at a, a convention with some business cards and <laughs> walking up to people and they're like, hi, I am Cody Crab. I am a film composer. Please consider me for your next, your next position. Take and my then card, hire away. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, I've never, I don't think I've ever done that. Like, I think every networking thing I've ever, any attempt at networking I've ever had has been some form of me following a director that I think is doing something cool or uh, something where a composer is doing something neat. So I kind of reach out to them and tell them they're doing something cool. And then they talk to me later about stuff. It's just weird. But I mean, like you said, I think we all have kind of our own way of doing that. What do you, what would you say your way is then? I honestly, I like, I kind of hate the word networking, even though I I, can't, I, I haven't thought of a better word to describe it. Everyone knows what it means. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. I think really the best approach, like in my mind, what I kind of try and have a mindset of, I'm not perfect at this. I'm not saying this, but it's to just try and get to know people, see what they're doing, see what makes them passionate. Yeah. Just kind of, I don't know, do what you would want someone to do for you kind of the golden rule thing, ask them about yeah. what their interests are, what they're doing, what they're passionate about. Um, think about them first. And then, you know, just like in real life, you should want to make people feel special and of worth. And I think once you do that, you make real life connections and you really make friends. Yeah. And then after that, it just kind of the natural ebb and flow of things is like, oh, I have these awesome friends and we want to create something together now. It's not like this superficial, weird, like, uh, I really just want you to hire me. It's like, no, we're all creators yeah. here. We're all friends. That's why I think like the teamwork mentality has worked a lot better for me than just like competitive. I don't want to talk to anyone you know, kind of, kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. No kid. That is, I've never heard that so beautifully put oh. where it's just like, it's like, fr it's friend working. It's not networking. I, okay. I'm going to totally steal that word from you. Friend working. I'm <laughs> I so stealing that hashtag friend working. It's going to trend now. Hashtag friend working. Oh yeah. Well, remember where you heard it. Remember where you heard it. <laughs> Great <crab. loud. laughs> it's uh, I, that's so true though. Cause I think I think, well, and we're kind of in the golden age for this as well, because mm -hmm. we literally have people saying, um, we, we, you have, you have a digital feed you can follow saying, Hey, look, these are all the things I'm interested in and would like to talk about at some length. Exactly. With oh yeah. It's just like, it's, we, they do the work for us now. Social we just, media has opened up so many doors. It is crazy. Yeah. I've, I, I've. Uh, scored entire films and worked with people without like to this day, even meeting them face to face. Oh my it's goodness. been all digital and sometimes even not even like talking on the phone. Yeah. It's all just digitally, which is so bizarre. And that, that can be like the same for me. If I do ADR, I can just, I can just record it at home. I can send it off. And it, it's the funny thing now is that we're so used to social media. There's people I'll meet in person that I feel like I know so well. And then I realize, yeah. oh, we make the connection. We've never actually met in person, but it, it's really a social media. That's so true. It's weird that it kind of evolves. It, it's there are their own separate things and they rarely kind of cross over, but they help each other out like real life relationships versus like social media relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And some, some have become so, like meshed together for me now it's it's like almost confusing i never know who i met in real life or not <laughs> that's true yeah that's super true um so one question that i had for you uh yeah that i think was i think is what, what's one of the things that we um 
we've kind of chatted about Rachel and I, uh, but it's something that I, I kind of wanted to ask. I, I like to ask our, our different uh-huh. guests. It seems like you are, you in particular, um, are starting to get your footing. It's like you're, you feel like you're actually getting to the place in the industry where you feel like you're able to say, like, I do this. Uh-huh. I am a, but I don't feel like we get that from every one of our, um, every one of our guests. At what point did you feel like you could start saying like, I'm a professional actor or like, I'm a professional at all. Just saying you're professional. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess like the, if we're looking at the real logical place to put that marker, it'd be, you know, doing it full time. But, but I think, you know, no matter how successful, whatever that entails, I will be, I don't think I'm ever going to feel like I've like reached it. I like, I, I feel like I've reached the point and I've gone to the furthest I can go. And, and, and I don't think I should ever feel that way because I feel like once we get to that point, um, which I think is just an ego thing. I don't think that's real. I think we should always be growing. I think we should always be trying to stretch ourselves and see how we can expand and see what different art we can create and how we can learn and grow and make and make ourselves uncomfortable. And so I, uh, while I say that, like, you know, once I start doing it full time, it's been a few years now. Um, and which I, I'm not saying like, I feel so, so lucky to be able to do this, but I definitely think yeah. I'm always going to have that like push and that little fire under my seat that kind of keeps me always going because you know what? Maybe I don't ever book a job again. You never know. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You never know which one is your last exactly. job. Exactly. And I, and I think it'd be dumb to think that, oh, everyone's just going to hire me because I'm, I am, you know, this, there's so many talented people out there. There's so much talent. And really, um, my, one of my favorite quotes is, um, hard work works when your talent doesn't. And for me, Ooh, like, I love that. that. That has been like my mantra. And I have to remember, it doesn't matter how talented I am or not or whatever. It's about the work and it's about how much yeah. I push and how much passion I put into it. So there's, there's always going to be, I think, that little fear of not getting cast. And I think that's good to have a little of bit. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, especially as an actor, you could like someone's well, take me like I'm kind of a uh, your average white male facial hair. Like <laughs> I just look like some guy. Just the generic, <laughs> um, you know, Bob or Joe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you if you start a, to start to design a character on like The Sims, that's, oh my I just gosh, pop out. my favorite game as a kid <laughs> still now. <laughs> It's, but that's, that's, I feel like I'm just like the default guy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if like, let's say you were going to just cast some guy. I feel like if I was to go to that audition, everyone would look exactly like me. Like, <laughs> yeah. have you, have you, and it's just like, everyone looks and sounds exactly uh-huh. like me with more experience. And have you run into that a lot? I always imagined, you that. know, that, that totally <laughs> reminds me of a scene from La La Land, which is like one of my favorite movies, of course, cause I'm an actress. Um, who doesn't love that? Who's an actress? But there's a scene where Emma Stone goes into an audition and she's just walking down this hallway. Her audition went terribly. <laughs> and you see every girl there is a redhead, like the same physique, wearing the same white shirt, wearing the same jeans. They all look just like her. Some are prettier, some are taller, some are thinner. Like, 
I, I've had so many cases where I go into a room and it's like, man, this person is prettier than me and they're probably more talented and they have a bigger resume. And there's so many things you get caught up into. And definitely yeah. I'm like white, blonde, blue eyed. I'm as replaceable as it gets. So I don't <laughs> know why people hire me. Like <laughs> I, I am like the Must most generic right? Mormon white girl here. <laughs> That's funny because I think my co-host would actually have said the same thing. So maybe, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, really. It's real. It's real. I think it's it's a little scary to think how in any in any creative field to think how replaceable you are. Hmm. But at the same time that you like you said, that is such a good thing because it keeps you on your toes. Like it does. it's it's not good enough to like as a as a composer, like it's not good enough for me not to stay up on all the software and stuff that's coming out. I need to be on the cutting edge of stuff yeah. because just there's someone is going to be and if they are, then they might beat me out for something. Who knows? But then that's also the great thing is too, is that yes, people can be replaceable, but it's like, there's gotta be that one generic white girl. And I've (laughs) decided that, why can't that be me? You know? (laughs) So at the same time, it brings brings hope that it's like, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be in the movies. So why can't it be me? Why can't it be someone else? You know, I feel like there's also, it kind of is a hopeful thing for anyone that it's like, it can really be anyone. Well, and I'm I'm sure everyone has seen like, especially in acting, because I think we take in as human beings nowadays, we take in more like media than we ever have before. And so seeing we see more people act and things like that. Mm -hmm. I have cannot tell you how many times I've seen a TV show where I'm like, okay, I could have done that. I'm not even being, (laughs) I'm not even being cocky here. I absolutely could have done that. Um, Twilight. Have you seen that movie? (laughs) I definitely have. And I couldn't agree more. No. And you know, that's, it's like, it's it's kind of sad because you're like, dang it, why did they get to do that? But then it gives me hope. It's like, you know, I failed that audition. I bombed it. But Kristen Stewart is in Twilight and is living <laughs> life in the Bahamas probably. So why not me? Yeah. She doesn't have to worry about booking jobs all the time. She's yeah. just living life off She's that Twilight set. money. She's set. Wow. Who who would have thought that Kristen Stewart would have come up on this podcast? Because I did not expect uh, <laughs> She she's my go-to. I I always bring her up. We're tight, you know. No, not at all. <laughs> so, if someone were to, I'm sure you actually get this a lot because I think once you start working full time in a field, mm-hmm. you start to, um, people start to kind of look at that and go, "I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that point." So when people do, I'm I'm not even questioning that. I'm sure people ask you that all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to humbly say that, but yeah. (laughs) What is like your top thing that like you wish you would have known before you started working full time that would have made you more prepared to get to the point that you're at now? I think the biggest thing, like we were talking about earlier, like everyone, we were saying, you know, everyone's super replaceable, blah, 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 blah. And there's always someone prettier and skinnier and all of that stuff. And it's so easy to get caught up in all the specifics. And you will have people telling you, you need to have this kind of headshot and you need to look like this and you need to lose weight. You need to gain weight. You need to, there's so many voices and yes, some of them are great, but first off, this is your career. You decide how you want your career to be. You are in this because you love it. So if you don't love it, change it so that you love it. Don't just 
take things with a grain of salt, I guess is what I'm saying. Because there was some points where I got to the point where I was just like so distraught because I had all these people like telling me what to do slash saying I was doing the right thing. Then other people would say the opposite. And then just a lot of voices start coming in and it's easy to just get frustrated and caught up. But well, yes, in a sense, everyone is replaceable. If we're looking at the physical, I think the super important thing to remember is that as tacky as it sounds, everyone is uniquely different. We would not be here if we were not truly unique. And for me, finding my self-worth and maintaining that is more important than anything in this industry. You will get so caught up so easily, whether it's in partying and drugs or if it's just just not even knowing who you are. So I think for me, it's remembering, yeah, someone could be prettier than me, but they're not, they're not me. And anyone else can say that about themselves. It's like, yeah, you know, there's, there's always going to be someone more talented. So am I going to sit around going, wow, this person's better than me? Like I could spend all day doing that. I could spend my whole life doing that. I'm never going to run out of more talented, prettier people, but you have to remember what makes you different and that God would not have created you if you did not have a divine purpose. And for me, finding a purpose, not just in life, but in my career specifically, why I want to do this, what I feel like I need to fulfill has driven me more than anything. Cause it's like, yeah, I may not book certain things and I might see things come out. I'm like, dang it. I wish I had that, but I have to keep going because there are certain things I need to fulfill. And this is what I feel like I was meant to do. So I'm just going to enjoy the ride. And who cares what, you know, some other person says. It's, it's my career. And um, if I'm not loving it, then change it to love it. And, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. That is fantastic. That is like such, that was like a way better answer than I ever could have hoped. That was so good. Oh, well, thank you. I'm flattered. I'm blushing. Well, it's true. Cause like I, man, I get so frustrated when I hear like, um, I'll hear like kids, not even kids, just like maybe teenagers that kind of have started to realize what they want to do. They want to be yeah. a photographer. They want to be an artist of some kind. So they go, Hey, famous artist or well-known full-time artist. Even they'll just say, Hey, what do I need? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And they say stuff like, Oh, if you're not doing this, 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 and this, then you'll never make it. And I, I get so annoyed with that mindset because it's well, like, that's, that's such a blanket statement. Everyone is so, I mean, you think about, I don't know if you heard about this movie called disaster artists that they yeah. made off of, this guy who made the craziest film on the planet, people thought he would never be able to have a successful film. And it's, the, it's known as like the worst film ever, but it's, it's, it's everywhere. Everyone knows about it. And it's like, he takes all the boxes for doing everything wrong, but that didn't stop him, you know? They show the room at these... Um at the at like screenings nationwide still like the people mm-hmm. know every line of the movie it's one of those ones that people have seen a million times they like, love it it's so true so even one of the things that we always talk about is like it's just you have to do something it's not good enough to just you have to create some kind of art even if you feel like it's bad or not good mm-hmm. enough or you have a long way to go you just have to 
keep churning stuff out because that process of churning stuff out is going to make you into a better artist in the long run. And eventually, eventually, no matter how good you are now, you're going to look back on what you do currently and you're going to go, that's terrible and not even good. And why am I even doing this? Yeah. You're going to make make mistakes no matter what. So better to get them out early than to wait until you make something perfect because it's not going to happen. Like you're always, I feel like, for me, what I also had to learn was failure is always going to happen. It's never going to stop no matter where you're at in your career. So just embrace it. I feel like if you're never failing, you're not pushing yourself enough. You're not putting yourself out there enough. You should have times where you mess up and you make something that isn't great. But I feel like the more room you give yourself to fail, the more room you also get to succeed. The successes are way bigger. Yeah. Well, and I think as creatives, we tend to like compare ourselves to people that have already made it. And we say, well, look, they they made it and they're like this, but we don't usually hear about the billions of times they've messed up at the thing that they're doing. And we, we don't see the hundreds of hours of practicing and failing or like a stand-up comic audiences instead of being really great. I mean, we don't get to see that part, but of course it happens. There's mm-hmm. no way that doesn't happen. It's like we just get to see the highlight reel kind of people's lives yeah. and we forget that everyone screws up. And that's, so true. that's just that's like the beauty of it. That's how we learn. Babies fall all the time. Is it the worst thing? No, they wouldn't be able to walk if they didn't fall, you know? That's such a good way to look at it. Man, that's fantastic. This is a great this is a great interview. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy. Well, thank you. It's cuz you're asking the right questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to ask, you know, the obligatory, what are you working on right now? What's exciting you right now that you're doing? Um, it, there's like it's literally been so crazy. It's it's so funny that I feel like everything happened around the time of like me getting married. So it was just like it's been before and after the wedding, just like prepping for a wedding, trying to like be a good wife, but also, oh yeah, like right before my luncheon for my wedding, I'm like at a meeting, <laughs> like in a completely different area than like booking it to the luncheon and like just being crazy. But um, so one of the things I'm doing, the hard thing with film is you're not allowed to announce everything. So um, true. But I'm in a movie that's filming locally, and it's actually, um, I don't know if this is announced yet, but it's with an actor that I did a previous film called Saturday's Warrior with, so he's in that too, which is pretty exciting. So for fans of Saturday's Warrior, they'll see a little reunion there. Um, It's called Twice a Dream. I'm so excited for this one. It's like, I'm a female lead, female-driven, which I'm all about yeah, and totally. a character I definitely relate to like weirdly like there's sometimes you'll get a script and you're like wow this person like wrote this I mean okay some of it is very much not like my life because I don't want people to see the movie and go <laughs> what the heck? Like, that's exactly that's her life. Messed up stuff and it's like no but I definitely relate to her very deeply um so this is going to be a really cool one like I but she's also very different from me I think on the outside um, so I'm very excited for that one. So that's going to be a movie coming up. And then I've been doing a lot of commercial, but I can tell you that if you watch TV or you see a billboard, you're probably coming up soon, going to be seeing a couple of those. Um, I'm also 
producing a music video, which I do all the time on my YouTube channel. Um, this one's kind of a bigger one, so it's been more of a process to put together. If you've seen The Greatest Showman, everyone's new favorite musical, I'm putting together like a huge medley collab mashup. Um, and I'm having the DP, the guy who filmed Saturday's Warrior, film this one. So it's going to be oh, pretty nice. high caliber. So I'm like so pumped. This is, it's, and the concepting that I'm coming up with, um, it's, it's going to be different. Um, it's going to give you a new take on the movie, but I think it brings across the same messages that we all love. And oh, another thing, I'm doing a, a series that I'm really excited about with one of the Osmonds. Um, and I can't say specifics, but I think I am allowed to say that much, but it is a series that also involves singing, which is really exciting because, um, I love it when I get to combine my love of acting and singing. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's been a hoot filming with Thousand. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for that too. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. And uh, of course, you know, we want to follow you on social media because that's where you're going to be sharing all this stuff, right? Yes. Yes. Monica Moore Smith on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on (laughs) musically, on Snapchat, on whatever (laughs) other LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, for the longest time, I thought LinkedIn, this will show you how blonde I am. I thought LinkedIn was called LinkedIn-ed. (laughs) And my my family and my husband will not let it go. But I was like, I asked, I was like, what? What is this Lincoln Ed website? What is this for? I don't understand it. <laughs> like I sound like a grandma when I'm talking about it. I still don't understand it, but I'm I'm trying. I got an account. So there's baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> I don't really get I no one uses it. It's fine. It's, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't you know who so. uses that. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy to have had you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. I loved it. I'm so excited. We'll talk to you later. All right, so you guys talked about a ton of stuff, and I'm just, like, super pumped. Like, do you ever just listen to somebody, and you're, like, you just want to, like, flip a table and be like, heck yeah, let's do this. Yes, yeah, all the time. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel every time we record a podcast. But anyway, like, <laughs> same. that that was a, seriously a really good interview, and I love, well, pretty much everything you talked about, but, like, there's just a couple points uh first of all thanks for stealing my networking thunder guys hey you have a lot more to say about that i'm sure (laughs) it's true i'm glad you touched on it because like those those were really important things so um i will say you've got you'll just have more to listen to or more to look forward to that was just a little tease about networking yeah (laughs) so i'll probably mention those again just because they are important but um it was i feel like it was a good intro yeah, I loved how you guys talked about um like to not burn bridges and um that's like so talking about that without talking about networking. Um it is true that like in creative industries word travels fast. So like if you have a bad experience with a director or something and it's kind of your fault like he's going to tell every director he knows in town and no one's going to want to hire you. Yeah, seriously. I we actually I am um, we're part of this uh, Rachel and I are part of this Facebook group for composers. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the one of the guys said he um, he was talking to this game developer who was uh, who was kind of um, hesitant about hiring an audio person for his game, and he was kind of like, "Well, why? What what was going on?" And he basically said, "So he designed some car sounds for the game, and we said we didn't really like them." And he was like, "What do you mean? I used all this fancy equipment, and you guys you guys are wrong, not me." People and, in Hollywood like it. Like I did something yeah. that people in oh, Hollywood that's, they loved it. Yeah, that's right. He's like these big, this big, big name Hollywood studio loved it. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with you guys? And like that guy was so hesitant about <laughs> about hiring another audio guy because he's like, are they all like this? <laughs> I promise we're not. <laughs> we're but, yeah, we're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's that that developer is going to talk to. Not only is he going to be hesitant about hiring other audio people because he's got a bad taste in his mouth about what it's like yeah. to work with an audio person. He's going to talk to his developer friends and be like, uh, I don't know, like giving us a bad name, which isn't cool. Yeah. Don't work with Steve. Don't work with Steve. Yeah. Cause it's, <laughs> I think the thing to remember there is like, we are creatives. Sure. But we also get paid to do a thing. Like if, if you work at subway and someone comes into the, to the store and says, I want, uh, a tuna melt and you give them like turkey and swiss and you're like no 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 trust me this is what you want <laughs> that um, would not fly i asked for a tuna melt <laughs> yeah. what is no this? this is better trust me the big the biggest hollywood studios oh, i would be so mad if someone did that to me like oh i mean if you're ordering tuna you already need some help anyway, that's true it's fine. that's true don't order the tuna melt what do you <laughs> the turkey is better but that is the what tuna they ordered. At subway the tuna at subway like no we're getting hired to do a job, no matter what your mm-hmm. field, your creative field is. The idea is like, you're probably working with someone else a lot of the time anyway, not every time, but you're going to be working with someone else. It's a collaborative effort mm-hmm. and you just have to be, you have to know what you're, you know, you have to like, you have to know your place in some ways. Like they're hiring you, but they also know what they want. So Yeah, exactly. So just, I don't know, just, it's important to remember that because don't you don't want to ruin your reputation i i wanted to bring up something that was kind of related to what you talked about but it like um what's it called when like you have something on your mind and like the universe is like let me help you with this and you know like everything around you is related to that thing that you're thinking about like manifesting yes like self-fulfilling prophecy but for everything in your life yeah but good so you guys talked about success and stuff for a second. And then um, that same Facebook page we were talking about, somebody posted and asked what your definition was of success. And he, just, he was just curious to hear what your thoughts were. And there, you know, comment after comment, just talking about their different idea of success. But I wanted to ask you, Cody, what's, what's your definition of success? So I think I have different views on it depending on like the context. So like for myself, success would look like I every day get to wake up and do a career that I love when I want to do it. And I have mm-hmm. the financial success to not only support my family, but have a, an awesome life and travel. And I have time in order to do stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think that would be like, it's really like, it's, it's not like the most lofty goal, honestly. It's pretty, it's pretty mild. Like just have a life where I, 
Yeah, that's like for me. But I would say in general, it's when you have, um, when you have reached a point that you only imagined about in your life, that you maybe even thought that you couldn't get there. So like, I don't know if you ever at some point, if you want to be an artist and you thought, oh, I'm never going to be good enough to paint anything, and you may do do a painting. I think that is a huge success. It's a, a success, maybe not like success in general, but like mm-hmm. that is a big success. It's just when you've reached a point that was only when it's something was in your mind and you made that thing in your mind happen. That's success to me. I like that. I agree with you. Um, my answer on that post was like, um, I, well, I found a really cool quote that was like, the key to success is taking the hand you're dealt and playing it like it's the hand you wanted. And like Ooh. that resonated with me because for me, success is the fact that I failed at all and the fact that I made it through it regardless of how I did it or if it's not yeah. how I wanted it to go. Because, oh, heck knows. Like, I. Um, when I started school, for example, um, I I had a detailed plan of how I wanted to do it, when I wanted stuff done, and then life was like, hm, JK, LOL, and it was like, not what I planned at all, and it was easy to, to think like, I'm a failure, nothing's going the way I planned, or, you know, take it as like, okay, this is this is how I'm succeeding, even though it's not how I originally planned if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And you know what Monica said? Um, she didn't, she didn't think uh, I want to be in, I want to be an actor more than anything for her, like her whole life. Yeah. That's not how, that's not what happened. She was just suddenly like, Oh, acting's cool. I'll do that now. And she just yeah. had, she just happened to have some opportunities. And so it's just like, I think yeah. it's important to realize just because you're not doing the thing that you wanted to do as a kid does not mean that you're necessarily failing. Like, or not even as a kid, just like plans change. We've talked about this before. Like we've had different multiple people on this show that they just kind of go, oh, or I could do this. And they find a niche within what they're doing that allows them to maybe not have the exact career they always imagined, but they get to do something similar to something they like and that they're good at because they carved out a niche. And yeah, (laughs) then they can make it work. It works out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're saying niche to remind me that that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if I'm being totally fair, niche. that definitely wasn't established until nudge, a few episodes nudge. in. <laughs> I know I asked like a thousand times, but anyway, yeah, that's a good point. Um, because first of all, it's a good thing that you don't that you're not doing that you're not necessarily doing what you wanted to do when you were a kid because, um, my career path changed like five times in elementary school. And it's a good thing that I didn't end up as an archaeologist because that I would have had to go to school for that long. And now that's not even like appealing to me. Uh, archaeologist. You want to cool. be an archaeologist? I did. Wanna, I wanted to be cool. one. And yeah. Uh, my wife actually a, has always. My wife is like a super huge like archaeology nerd. I do so like. Maybe you should be best friends with her. Okay. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. Amanda, let's be friends. <laughs> if we're not, well, we're Facebook friends, so it's official already. What are you talking about? Yeah, you guys, you guys have met. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so 
That's cool. That's cool, though. Like, but that's the thing. Plans change. Like, and honestly, some things look better on paper than they are in real life. And you might get an art degree and sit down for your first day of being an artist and go, oh, Oh. (laughs) this isn't great. This isn't that great. (laughs) So, like, this is why this is one of the reasons I stress, like, the whole thing about education and about like do, learning at your own pace and doing things mm-hmm. um in a way that works for you because like that's an expensive lesson to learn yeah oh like, yeah getting a degree or like getting all the way through a career path and realizing you don't like it i don't think that would ever happen to me because i just i tend to kind of get into the thing that i'm studying like in a big way like with this film composing stuff when i was in school when all my peers were at home doing homework, I was blowing off my homework and going to score films. <laughs> so like, but I mean, I, I'm sure I learned a lot, a lot of stuff that they'd never learned because of that. And I learned that I really like film composing. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a win-win for me, even though I maybe didn't do as well as I could have in those classes, but it was worth it. Yeah. And that's, um, you need to be okay with the, your plans changing. and. realizing that your way of getting there is different from everyone else. Like, like yours was Cody. Like, I mean, it sounds like you're okay with it because, and you've you've been okay since then, but like, it can be a big setback to get frustrated that nothing's going the way that you planned. So you can either deal with that setback and take longer to get, which it's it's not bad to take your time to get there, but like in this case, setbacks are bad when you have a setback because you're like, this isn't how I wanted this to happen at all. Well, and here's a good example for you. If I was at Snow College still, or if I had been for, for the full four years, I wouldn't have moved to Salt Lake when I did, and I wouldn't have uh, gone to a film composer or a game composer um, meetup thing. I wouldn't have met a composer named Rachel Robison, and you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now because just think about that. To, yeah, she happened to post a <laughs> random post on Facebook saying, "Hey, does anyone know how to like start? If I started a podcast, what would I start it about?" And I'm like, "Uh, duh, like... music, and let's do it together." Yeah, <laughs> and the rest is history. And then we're like, maybe not music. <laughs> and then that's <laughs> then after that the rest was history. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, don't lose momentum from the small setback of your plans changing. If you're meant to do it, then it's it's gonna happen for you. Remind yourself that you can do it, regardless of how life is making you do it. Keep that momentum going, or you're you know you'll just burn out. And I think it's that part of it is really just an attitude thing. Like your yeah. plans are probably not so great anyway, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Like, g- give it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it up. You're, you Swallow want this rigid pride. plan that you think is so perfect and it would be amazing. And you know what? If you followed through, you probably wouldn't be as happy as you were. Like I said, if I didn't decide to go to, to school, I never would have met my wife. And if I never had decided to uh, quit school, I wouldn't have started a podcast or I wouldn't have done all these mm-hmm. uh, films that I had done because I wouldn't have had time. And yep. so there's so many reasons that, you know, things just work out. And sometimes yeah. I'm not going to say they always work out, but things will be different than you expect. And a lot of times that's a good thing. Yeah. Another thing that uh, you guys brought up, well, it made me think of it while you guys were talking about plans changing and stuff like that. I thought of which, ironically, you guys brought up The Greatest Showman, but I was thinking of The Greatest Showman when this was brought up. 
I was thinking about P.T. Barnum in the movie and how he just like, he just can't stay happy with the same thing. Like he's always looking for something better with uh, being happy in life and in your career. Like there's always going to be that one thing to look forward to. If you're looking forward to that stuff and not living in the moment, you're going to miss out. He, in the movie, like it's just a really good example. Um, Cause I mean, a lot of people are just like, why can't you just be happy with what you have? But he's like, he has so much and he finally has so much money and everyone <laughs> loves him and he's still not even that happy. And then I, I love it because at the end it's like, oh, turns out I could have just stayed the same and I would have been just as happy. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, well, I'm going to give up this life to do what I really want, which is spend time with my family. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Weren't you doing that before Full you circle. did all this stuff? Full <laughs> yeah. I actually heard a really good quote about this recently. Look ahead but keep your peripheral vision. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, because it's like, it's you can't just do one or the other. If you yeah. do, you're going to be in some hot water because you have to make plans. You have to aspire to do more than you're doing or you're going to be stagnant and you're not going to be as happy. But yeah. don't if you're just constantly looking forward to the next step, you're not going to be, you're never going to be like completely happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just savor it. Love that you're doing a crappy student short film that is maybe not that great. And you know what? You know it might lead to better things. And you just just relish it. Yeah. yeah. Relish yeah. it. Um, relish in it. Relish it. Um, I was going to say. That doesn't sound like a real word anymore now that we've said it so many times. <laughs> I, relish. I'm just thinking of horse relish now. Wait, that's not even what it's called. <laughs> Horse oh radish. <laughs> horse radish. Horse radish. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. When you have blinders on and you're ignoring the peripheral vision um, and you get tunnel vision instead, like you miss out on a ton of opportunities when you do. And we've talked about that before, but that's just a good thing to bring up again. Yeah, exactly. Don't, you don't want to miss out on opportunities that could be better for you. Because you're so focused on the one thing. Yeah. Know? Oh my gosh. Because like I can't tell you how many times so I've been like it goes back to the say yes principle that uh-huh. we have, but at the same time it's like I don't know, like not just not just saying yes because you don't know even though you don't know how to do it. It's like also saying yes even though that might not be the thing that you most wanted to do or like is not a hundred percent your career focus or something. Like when I've done voiceover work just randomly just because i know how to i know how to record myself because i am proficient with audio production and i know how to make it sound good and i know how to add effects and i know how to do funny voices just because mm-hmm. i'm a goofball <laughs> and then so it i just kind of was like oh okay i'll try it and i turns out i'm i'm pretty decent at it so like it's not something i would do like full time but i've had some cool opportunities because of that i was on uh i'm the <laughs> this is random this is so random but Bring i'm it. the I am currently the voice of a like a traveling rave in Canada. Heck yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Long story, but basically it's like a club show, but they have like dancers. It's kind of like Cirque du Soleil, but it's like all with club music and stuff. Oh my gosh, that sounds it's, awesome. It is really awesome, <laughs> but like I am their I am their voice. Like I'm their announcer voice because I just it just was so random. Oh. That I think I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. that's legit. That's cool. Well, and 
Here's another lesson for you. I reached out to him to say, hey, do you need any music? And he said, no, but can you do funny voices? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yep, I can. Just say yes. I think the main thing that I loved that she said was like, regardless of what it is that you're doing, like, this is your career. This is your life. So if you don't like the state that you're in, then just change it. And just, you know, if you don't, if you're not loving what you're doing, then change it so that you love it. Think about it this way. You're not like a famous actor right now. You're not doing something so, (laughs) but like, you're not doing something that would have dire consequences if you left it, you know, like nothing, nothing you're doing. If you're listening to this podcast, you still feel like you need some guidance in a creative field, right? You you feel like you haven't quite made it yet. Well, if that's the case, what do you got to lose? Like, if you don't absolutely love what you're doing, just get out now and then try to try to like find a little corner of it that you maybe can enjoy or at least like a little bit and make make yourself happy. Yeah, you're never in too deep that you can't turn around and change it. Yeah, for example, Jim Carrey. I want to paint now. Okay. Yeah. After how many years of Comedy and acting. Well, to be fair, he is in another show or something now. I think he just started. And it's like a drama, too, which is oh, super random. But. Which, okay, but it's like, it's it's different from what we know him as, is my point. For sure. It, it's kind of just like he's, meh, I'm done with the comedy <laughs> thing. I, I always kind of admire people like that, um, that kind of just put their priorities, like, where they just, they, they don't feel, like, obligated to do something just because people think they should. Um, yeah. You know who Rick Moranis is? I don't. Who is He's that? the guy. Yes, you do. But I do? I'm gonna you're, I'm gonna say who he is, and you're gonna go. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet He's the you guy. Will. He's the guy from the dad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids and okay, the guy from Ghostbusters. I yeah. told you. <laughs> he. Have you ever wondered why you haven't seen him in anything since like the 80s? <laughs> uh yeah. Why? He actually quit acting because his wife had cancer. Oh my gosh. Um, and actually, actually, I think she died. Um, but he just was like, I'm going to take care of my kids full time. So he quit acting because of that. And you know what? Could he have been a good actor, full time actor, and still been a good dad? Of course he could have. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he's like, well, no, I need to put, I need to put this on the, the front burner, I guess. It's never too late to change stuff. Exactly. Michael yeah. Jordan played baseball for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why that's funny. Um, it's just, it's like, what the heck? When you hear that, it's like, wait, that sounds made what? up when you say it. Yeah, he's also a really good example of not giving up. Yeah? Which we could tell talk... me that. Oh. I don't know. Why don't you tell me a story about Michael Jordan not giving up? Okay, well, he <laughs> he tried out for the NBA, like, or was it was it the NBA or his, like, high school basketball team? I think it was his I high school basketball. Okay. Well, then an, an even better example. So also, I don't think you can, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think you can just try out for the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, heard they were in town. We're really not sports people, <laughs> but like, not. we're really showing it now. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> so but so it was, I think it was day. his high school basketball team. Yeah. But okay. He, so Michael Jordan wasn't like. He wasn't accepted right away, you know, like he, he tried out over and over and over. I can't remember how many times, but the fact is that he tried, they said no, he tried again, they said no again, and he kept going and then he made it and now he was, he tried out for the NBA and, <laughs> um, and now he's like easily 
one of the most iconic basketball stars of all time. Yeah, people, no kidding. Even people that don't play sports know this. So I know, like, like <laughs> us. <laughs> we know this. So I always like to think about stories like that. I mean, J.K. Rowling was yeah. denied tons of times, too. And imagine being one of those publishers that denied her now. Look at her now. I know exactly. Like being, <laughs> You would feel like the biggest I'm, idiot. I'm the one that denied Harry Potter. Um. <laughs> I would never admit that for the rest of my <laughs> life. No. That's nope. ridiculous. But that's yeah. like you but that's true. Like it's it goes to show she she submitted to I wanted to say like twenty different publishers or something like that without mm-hmm. a response. Even. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like I I bet you you could take um like more uh you could take multiple icons that we have and I guarantee you that they weren't accepted on the very first try. Yeah, that's so true. And some and obviously we have even more examples of people that just started from like next to nothing like Oprah who is now a oh, yeah. freaking billionaire. Seriously. She, she like was um Homeless, raising she? like a I think so, At yeah, and she was raised in, like, with her mom, yeah, and then she was raised in, like, a single-parent single, single parent household with her dad, who really, like, helped her out after mm-hmm. that, and then she started to really succeed. But one of the things that we talked about, probably my favorite thing that we talked about, was um, the, so her advice for having a career, like, full-time, because that's, that's something that everyone wants to know about. Oh, like, yeah. If what's I get, if, yeah, what's your secret? How do you, how do you go from, <laughs> How do you go from doing this as a hobby to doing it full time? I mm-hmm. I hear that even all the time to me, and I'm like, dude, I'm not even doing that. Like, why are you asking me? <laughs> but um, the the thing that I really liked that she said her advice for that was like so cool, and it applies to everybody. It was don't take everyone's opinions too seriously, Ooh. like because like people will be like, oh well, if you're gonna be an actor, you need this kind of headshot or you oh, need yeah. this kind of resume. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Um, and that applies to everybody. Like, people think they know what's best for you. And I'm not saying they don't. But because mm-hmm. like obviously you should take advice from people you trust and people that you you think are um successful and things like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like everyone's path is different enough that there are almost no wrong answers. Yeah, and what works for them and what worked for them may not necessarily even work for you. Ironically, yeah, and that might be the that might be your kiss of death because <laughs> because of that. So follow the advice that if you find some people that you really admire that you think they're doing awesome. Like even if it's I'm not saying like celebrities. Like if you're going by like Hans Zimmer status for a composer, that's maybe a little unrealistic. Like you're, I'm not saying you could never get to that point, but maybe not yeah. in the next couple of years, you know? So yeah. find someone that you really admire, maybe even someone local or someone, you know, especially, um, and just kind of look at what they've done. What, what kind of schooling do they have? Have they been successful because mm-hmm. of their schooling? Like if you can interview them, like just sit down and talk to them and like, take them to lunch. Like it's your treat. They're musicians or they're artists. They're, they will appreciate having a free yeah. meal. No, yeah. No one will say no to a free coffee. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I, I could think of a few people. Oh, well, okay. Hot chocolate, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> if you don't know the context, Take Rachel it. and I just happen to not drink coffee. So that's pretty ironic. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. For the most no part. No one say no to a free meal. How about? No like, one there's says that. no to free stuff. That's, I would say that, yeah. If I just had, I'd just be like, 
Also have a coffee to hold, please. It's free, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. <laughs> but uh but like take him out to lunch. Take take this person out to lunch if you can. And just you'd be surprised how many of these people are are willing to Oh yeah. um to help too. Like Yeah. Especially if you're willing to basically compensate them for their time. Like mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to like a local composer or Someone that I don't really know and I've just kind of admired what they've done and just kind of asked them for advice or something. Yeah. I've done that so many times. And I every single time I've ever done that with a composer or like an entrepreneur type person, I've literally gotten a response every single time. That's so awesome. And that's it's been more probably more than ten times. And they've every single time I've gotten like a heartfelt, at least like a few paragraphs of just, hey, this is thanks for, you know, I appreciate you admiring my stuff. Here's some stuff you can do to kind of end up where I'm, where I was and stuff like that. Just keep in mind, like take people's advice, but, you know, look at where they've gotten and take kind of the most, the common mm-hmm. stuff between these people. Like maybe some people, maybe all these people just had random contacts and it's not going to be super helpful where they went to school. Or maybe they all really did a good job at networking when they were in college and that's how they got all their jobs. So mm-hmm. just try looking for stuff like that. And, you know, you might be surprised. Yeah. And I was just going to add, uh, if you ask them professionally and respectfully, the worst that could happen is that they just say, no, sorry, I'm really busy right now. Or like not respond, which is like even less of a big deal because <laughs> they just didn't say anything. Yeah. And doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. And honestly, so that's, I'm going to say that's like our challenge for this week. I want to hear people's successes in this. Reach out to someone who, you can reach out to a celebrity if you really want to, but I would say focus on people that are kind of on the lower end of making it. So they're doing what they want to do, and they're doing what you want to be doing, and Mm -hmm. just send them an email. We have the internet. It's not that hard to find people's email address. True. Google them, find their website, find their contact information, say, look, I'm a big fan um, and I really admire what you've done and I really admire kind of the life you have and I want to, I want it. How do I get it? How do I get, how do I work full time as a a painter or an artist or a composer and just see what they say and report back? Yep. We want to know. Tell us who you reached out to and what field they're in and like what they told you because honestly, it's you're you're going to be surprised. I guarantee it. You'd be amazed who actually responds. Yeah. And regardless, like, let us know how it went, what you asked them. Yeah. All that stuff. Where where can they ask us that, by the way? Oh, that's that's a great question, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can reach out. We we want to hear from you, especially at our email address, createloudpodcast at gmail.com. But if it's easier for you, go ahead and send us a Facebook message, Instagram DM, or Twitter DM. You can do that. Uh, just search at Create Loud for us there, and we will get back to you, and we will chat with you. And again, if you want, have you have any questions, or you need some advice, or uh, you know, you just need a couple of friends that are kind of goofy. This is the right place. Yep, that's the <laughs> right place for sure. <laughs> yep. See, don't you want a part of that? You know you do. Be our friend. Be Grant. our friend. Grant. Grant, freaking Grant, has not, has, still hasn't reached out. Come on, Grant, it's not that hard. You know what? Even if you're not Ireland, Grant, if your name is Grant, we still want to hear from you. Send us an email, please. Please, <laughs> I would be so excited if we have a listener named Grant. That would make my day. Um, one, <laughs> <laughs> one parting reference, not reference. Dang it, 
one parting thing of advice that I would like to leave from this conversation. Um, as you guys referenced that you're all uniquely different, um, I have a quote that we're going to end with. Remember that you are unique, just like everybody else. Ooh, I love that. Yep. Thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah, it. We you. love you guys. We do. See you next week. Keep on creating. An MBA from a globally recognized and celebrated business school is achievable on your terms. Find your fit among the Kellogg School of Management's innovative portfolio of MBA programs, including one-year, two-year, part-time, joint degree, and executive options. Wherever you are in your career and your life, there's a Kellogg program designed to help you succeed. Visit kellogg.northwestern.edu MBA. At Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.